Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. everyone and welcome to another episode of Talking Blues. This is episode 100. It's kind of crazy that it's uh, gotten to this many episodes, but uh, but yeah, um, obviously Josh isn't here today since I'm doing the, uh, the intro honors. Not a great day to be a Chelsea fan, obviously with the COVID cases to Romelu Lukaku, Timo Werner, Callum Hudson-Odoi, uh, and then obviously Kai Havertz as well with his close contact or he wasn't feeling well, so he obviously wasn't in the squad as well. So it was, it was tough to be without all our attackers, uh, all, all our main men up front, but, uh, you know, obviously the result didn't go as we wanted it to one, one, the final, uh, Chelsea Everton. And, uh, I mean, Peter, how are you doing? It's, it's just really upsetting what happened, obviously, you know, conceding late like that and just not being able to really get into the game. And we had chances, we just couldn't finish. And, uh, it was just a really disappointing loss to kind of, Put us back once again in the title race. I mean, you basically said it. We couldn't finish, which when you look at it, I mean, all our good attackers who can finish, where were they? Not in the squad because of COVID. All all of our strikers at one time, of course, they all had to get COVID at once so that none of them could play the game. So we have to we had to play a Pulisic false nine. And Pulisic is not the clinical finisher that we know. 
obviously Mason Mount isn't either. He had a few chances he could have scored. Hakeem Ziyech didn't really have any chances, but he's also not uh, the most clinical finisher. So re- really, we didn't have any like goal scorers in the lineup today. We had a bunch of creators, but our entire front three was kind of just creators. We didn't have someone to put away these chances, which I think it showed. I think we had... And it, I, I, Josh isn't here, which is sad because I mean, he'd be telling me right now. I mean, all the shots on shots on target possession. I mean, I'm sure we had upwards of like 10 shots, eight on target or something. Pickford had to make so many good saves. 23 shots, 10 on target. There you go. 81% possession, 81%. Oh. And this is another telling one. 89% pass accuracy for Chelsea, 54% for Everton. Yeah, seven I mean, corners to one it's just it's just i, I mean know. that was the game it was complete chelsea domination and then everton snuck one goal off a free kick then put 10 men back they had 10 men back and then at the end of the game they started to try to counter they won a free kick which by the way wasn't even that much of a foul i mean it was a foul but i mean if we're talking about fouls reese james lightly tapped him he tripped over his own foot and that was the foul that gave the free kick which is a terrible way to give up a free kick and lose or, well, not, we didn't lose, but uh, concede a goal off of a, a, a soft free kick like that. But, I mean, they stole a goal. That was their entire plan. Defend, 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 steal a goal, come out of there with a win or a draw, and that's what they did. I mean, to be fair to them, they played exactly, they played to their strength. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to sit back, defend, let us try to attack them, which we're already not good at breaking a team down when they put uh, 10 people back. But, I mean especially without all our target men too. That was a big problem, I think, too. I mean, we we got into the spaces where we could put crosses in, but I mean, who were we crossing to? Christian Pulisic? Mason Mount? Those aren't the most well-known aerial. Uh, uh, they aren't the best in the air. We didn't have Kai Havertz or Lukaku, who we could just try to play those balls into, and they could try to get a header off on goal which I think also hurt us. I mean, just in general, the COVID, all those COVID cases at once really threw off our game plan. That being said, we should have won this game. It was a bad performance. We we deserve to win the game, but we couldn't make use of our chances. You can say, uh, you can give the excuse and say that it was COVID and injuries and all that stuff, but this was a winnable game and our players just couldn't finish. And now, what are we, three points back on Liverpool and a lot of points back on City because we've just been on a bad run of form. But there's injuries. We need to get those players back. We need to turn it around. But I mean, we just need to be better. Just finish our chances. Because we for the we played exactly how we want to play. We want to keep the possession, get the passes. We just need to finish. Because we it's not like we didn't create chances. Uh, we I think I saw that we had an expected goals of three, and we scored one. That's awful. We just need to finish. Yeah, if you look at the Premier League table right now, we're four points behind City, three points. Uh, behind Liverpool, uh, both of those teams winning all of their games in their last five, both winning their last five games. Chelsea drawing in obviously today, and then win, loss, win, and a draw. So, uh, and obviously no one's really creeping up on us. Arsenal are eight points behind, followed by West Ham, who are nine points behind, um, and Man United's ten points behind with a game in hand. If that is of any interest to anyone, um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of what I saw, it, w- it was just poor. It was just not moving. You know what really summed up this game for me was in the final five minutes, and we just saw, you know, when you're thinking, hey, we got to get the ball into the box. To who in the box? I don't know. 
because uh, you know we like you said Peter we have all these creative players no finishers but I was wondering I, I was wondering like what the hell are they doing you know passing backwards and like just lump the ball into the box hope you get a lucky bounce or something you know we passing backwards isn't getting us anywhere in the final two three minutes of the game um but yeah in general Saul obviously had a part to play in that goal that we conceded his missed header definitely impacted us um I thought Mark Alonso was actually solid today, funny enough. So I was kind of surprised to see him go off. And, uh, you know, we just didn't have any attacking threat coming off the bench. We had no Kai Havertz, no Timo Werner, no Romelu Lukaku. We didn't have even a guy who can kind of change the pace of the game in Mateo Kovacic. It, you know, we were bringing on <laughs> Chalaba in the 80th minute when we were tied 1-1 as our, like, more attacking switch. Like, you know, it, it's kind of... It, it, it was just tough for Tuchel because we didn't, you know, as much as we have quality players, uh, sometimes you just need that one focal point. And we just didn't have it today. Uh, you know, I was joking with, Rud- uh, with Rudiger. No, I was joking with Peter about Rudiger, how he should be going up front because at least he's someone who's a, he's a presence. He's up there and, you know, at least do something. I don't know because it felt like all our front three were like, they all wanted to, you know, create the chances, but no one actually wanted to do the dirty work and get, in the, you know, in the box and, and try to get something on, on a cross and on a pass or anything. And that was really the big problem. Um, but yeah, that, that was pretty much it. We were solid defensively, except for a few lapses, uh, such as the goal, but we had a few other lapses as well. Everton, I mean, you know, they parked the bus. I mean, they, they got the result they wanted, right? So fair play to them. Um, but, uh, it's, it's upsetting not being able to get all three points, um, so obviously Tuchel came out, there's this huge COVID outbreak now in the Premier League and, you know, everywhere really, obviously with the new variant of COVID-19, Chelsea, four players, uh, I believe Col- uh, Ben Chilwell got it, sorry, as well, obviously he's not playing, but uh, still an impact and Tuchel came out before the game saying that, so uh, Lukaku, Chilwell, Werner, Havertz, uh, and Callum Hudson-Odoi would all be unavailable. And that kind of limited his choices to having to go to, you know, Christian Pulisic, Ziyech, and Mason Mount up front. And he really had, you know, unless we went with a front two or something like that, uh, we didn't really have a lot of depth going forward. And nine games have been postponed this week due to COVID-19 in the Premier League. So we're inching closer and closer to another shutdown, which is not something we want to see. But hopefully it all steadies down in here, you know, here in America we got NBA cases going through the roof. We've got every sports league here as well, everywhere, you know, not just in sports, just everywhere around the world right now. It's looking a bit scary. So hopefully everything calms down because I can't, I can't go another, you know, I can't go a few months without watching any of my, any of my favorite teams. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough if that does happen. I'll shift it from this talk of non-sports and just being sad and dismal, even though this game was quite sad and dismal. It was quite boring. Uh, but I'll just shift it back to the game. One person I want to point out in particular, you talked about the depth. We didn't have many options. You know when we need a goal and we're bringing on Saul and Ross Barkley to try to urge us forward for a winner and then later having to bring on Trevor Jalaba to urge us towards a winner. You know something's wrong. And I want to, like I said, I wanted to point someone specific out and none other than Saul. I do not have the words to describe how bad of a player he is. It 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 blows my mind. Like we could 
Chelsea could go to their U9 team and be like, here, why don't you play left wing back? Why don't you play center mid? And I guarantee you they would give the ball away less than Saul does. He was at fault for the goal. Not only is he bad attacking wise, but he didn't track his runner. He missed the header and it left the left uh, the Everton player open for the goal. He was at fault for the goal. Going forward, he did nothing besides give the ball away. I don't think he even came close to doing anything. One time in particular, I think it was off of a corner. He got it towards, I'd say, by the middle of the 18-yard box and the six off towards the left side. And he's tried to chip it back into the box and overshot everybody out of bounds over the goal and then laughed even though he that was like the fifth time he gave the ball away and then he's not even doing anything defensively either it's just oh it blows my mind how he's still getting playing time he does not deserve to get playing time but he's the luckiest player in the world just because of all these injuries and covid that we were forced to play him like i'm not even joking what i'd say we'd ra- i'd rather have no one on the field i i like give have him just go out and two foot someone get a red card and i think we'd play better just like it's insane how bad he is and how i was i feel i am embarrassed at myself for being excited when he first signed i was like wow we got a very solid depth piece he's gonna be helpful for us this season but he has been a player for the other team in more games than he's been a player for our team it is crazy we obviously can't terminate the loan I, I feel like we wouldn't do that anyways, but we also can't because we still do need him for depth, but just don't play him. I don't care who you play. Play play Ben Showell on crutches over him. Just, just I, I can't see more Saul. It's just impossible. Like, my eyes can't take it. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was just really bad from Saul, and he was really the main man who just didn't, do well today uh he you know the whole team didn't really perform up to standards but he definitely stuck out like a sore thumb i'll do the josh match ratings now uh because you know i'm trying i'm trying to be like him in his in his ways right now hopefully i'm doing okay so edward mendy i'm not gonna let peter guess because you know i'm mean like that um edward mendy he got a five out of ten uh i think that's a bit unfair uh, Cesar Aspilicueta, 5 out of 10. Tiago Silva, 7 out of 10. Antonio Rudiger, 7 out of 10. Reese James, 7 out of 10. Jorginho, 7 out of 10. A lot of 7 out of 10s for a not great performance, but anyway. Ruben Loftus Cheek, 6 out of 10. Marcus Alonso, 6 out of 10. Ziek, 7 out of 10. Mason Mount, 8 out of 10. I thought he played well, so that's right. Christian Pulisic, 6 out of 10. I didn't like how Pulisic was playing in that false 9 role. He was kind of getting bullied off the ball a lot. We should have had Mason Mount in there, who was more comfortable dropping deeper and with his back uh, to the defender. I I would have gone with that. Ross Barkley, 6 out of 10. And your favorite, Saul, 4 out of 10, who was literally bullied, as this says right here in the Fan Nation thing. It says, bullied by a young Everton side whose muscles haven't developed fully yet and offered exactly zilch. So there you go. Harsh words from uh, Fan Nation there, or Chelsea Fan Nation. But uh, yeah, not not a good outing today. I I, th- I just want to go out there on a limb and say, 4 out of 10, I mean, that's generous. I'm thinking more, I'd say, take him out of the Chelsea ratings, put him into the Everton ratings, and give him a 10 out of 10, and that's how good of a performance he had for Everton, and how bad of a performance he had for us. And I do want to say about the ratings, you kind of mentioned how there was a lot of 7 out of 10s for 
a bad performance. But, I mean, as a whole, the performance wasn't bad. I mean, we dominated the game. We did everything we could. We just couldn't finish, which is a bad performance. It's a bad result. But, I mean, I think the ratings are fair because mostly everyone besides Saul played pretty well. We just can't score, and it's hard to score without any of your strikers being fit. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. Obviously, we'll see what happens with the games this weekend due to COVID-19, but hopefully it should go on. They haven't been rescheduled, so I think we're all good. But Sunday, we will have another game, uh, and uh, we'll have the YouTube video coming out for that as well as we always do. Um, no YouTube video for this. We had some uh, camera difficulties. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Wolves, 9 a.m., December 19th, Sunday, we'll be watching, and uh, we'll have a recap out probably either Sunday or on Monday, Uh, so make sure to stay tuned for that, and uh, that's pretty much it for episode 100 here. Thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, We really appreciate it, and uh, make sure to go go to Apple Podcasts, go wherever you listen, give us five stars, rating, review, go to shipitstudios.com slash talkingblues for, you know, everywhere you can listen. And uh, go subscribe to Talking Blues on YouTube as well for all the previews and content uh, uh, on there. I think that's it. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see everyone next time, hopefully after a Chelsea win. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.